0: Ha ha
1: ha!
2: through the night, deep in the heart of Texas, this trailer park is nice and dark, deep in the heart of Texas, that drinks his drink brew it, and he spits his chew, it, deep in the heart of Texas,
1: the TV players but no one cares,
2: deep in the heart of Texas.
3: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Bois, Bois, a King of the Hell rewatch podcast. Bois. Uh, <laughs> I am Mike. And, and I'm Rusty. And we, there's one more voice on this line, and this is Jaden. Jaden, can you introduce yourself and just kind of give us an idea of what you do?
0: I am Jaden LeBron. I'm a voice actor from California. Uh, my credits include Hell of a Boss on YouTube, Fox's Duncanville, and most recently, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, also regarded as one of the best, if not the best, Hank Hill impersonators uh, by Mike Judge himself. Uh, it's good to be here. So, uh, Jaden, it, it is
3: spectacular to have you here, and we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. I um, I, I want to know how this happened. You know, you, you told us earlier that you've been doing the King of the Hill, the Hank voice, for 10-plus uh, years. Um, yep. How do you get on the radar of uh, – Mike
0: Judge and and,
3: uh, his production company or or whoever contacted you?
0: So, uh, yeah, I have been doing my Hank voice since I was a freshman back in uh, 2012. Uh, Netflix used to have the entire run of the show, so I I binged it over the summer and fell in love with it and just loved doing Hank's voice. Uh, So I kept doing it over the last 10 years, and uh, finally, uh, in 2020... I had uh, uh, applied for The Simpsons, and I was doing a lot of Simpsons impressions and was making a name for myself, and that's how I got Duncanville. And then uh, towards the tail end of 2020, uh, I realized, you know, there's only so many Simpsons voices that I do, uh, but there's also a number of other shows that I could be doing uh, impression videos of, and I do a really good Hank, so I might as well uh, do a little video of that. So I recorded, a, I think it was like 45, 50, second video of me just running lines, Hank, and uh, posted that on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, uh, Mike Judge, Kathy Najimy, Pamela Adlon, and Jonathan Joss, as well as several writers, saw it uh, across Facebook and and Twitter, and they liked it, and that surprised me. And when I saw Mike Judge, of all people, uh, who's, in my view, uh, pretty reclusive, had liked it, uh, I sent him a message, and I'm glad that his profile actually allowed me to do that, yeah. and lo and behold, he uh, responded and said, yeah, this was uh, one of the best Hank voices I've heard, and it's very difficult for people to really master Hank's voice, and uh, he'd keep me in mind for future projects, oh,
1: that sounds and
0: awesome. uh, you know, I, I expressed how, how uh, grateful I was that he responded and that he actually liked my video and that I'd love to work on a project with him, and, and that was his response.
3: Wow. That's great. That's awesome stuff, man. You know, it's, it's really odd whenever you realize how small the world is, you know, that that you can can put things out there and the actual people may respond to you, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. Yeah, which
0: almost never happens. Yeah, It almost never happens.
3: Sure, I would imagine. So, uh, how do you, uh, you, you said you've done some stuff for, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so, um, after I spoke to uh, Mike, uh, I think this was uh, around uh, New Year's Eve in 2020. Mm-hmm. We kept in touch, and and he said uh, he was developing some projects. And I I'd, I'd ask him every couple of weeks or months uh, how things were going. And you know, then they gave the announcement that there was going to be a show with Beavis and Butthead. So I very subtly, you know, elbowed him uh, like, "How's this show coming along? You got uh, Beavis and Butthead coming." he'd he'd respond and you know he uh he finally passed on uh well not finally but he passed on my email and uh voice demos to the casting crew uh of the uh, reboot series and they reached out to me and they gave me a a number of roles that i could apply for and i i tried out for all of them and they got back to me and you know they said when can you uh when can you be here and um finally around uh i think it was november 23rd it was the the wednesday just before thanksgiving of 2021 uh, they had me in the booth and we did a few episodes and i recorded for them can
3: you uh can you tell us which uh, which characters
0: uh i guess i can now i do a yeah. bunch but uh you remember the manager from burger world oh
2: yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah so i get to play him now <laughs> that's, uh, awesome. that's really cool yeah that's uh, great I, I, yeah, it's really cool taking on a character that he originated. Uh, and, you know, being directed by him was really fun. And yeah. initially when I had, uh, see, they asked me in an email um, if I wanted to try out for him and, and just to send a voice clip and email them back with it. Uh, and I thought I did such a terrible job that I wanted to re-record that voice of the manager. <laughs> yeah. And they got back to me and they said, no, no, it's fine. No, we want you to do the manager. So wow. uh, I did the manager voice for uh, for the reboot series. And it's really nice. So, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, because uh, I just recently started uh, watching, uh, since the movie came out, I recently started going back and watching the old Beavis and Butthead, which I think is uh, awesome that Paramount was able to like, secure all the rights for all the music videos, because I think without all that, it would have been, oh, yeah. been really hollow. I mean, it still would have been funny, but it would have been hollow without it. So uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah.
3: So Jaden, t- tell me, um, how does it feel to have basically one of your dreams come true?
0: It was so surreal, and like part of me still hasn't processed it fully that I actually got to work with Mike Judge. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in the booth in person; he joined sure. us by Zoom. But uh, even just talking to him and and doing those voices in front of him, it was almost like the universe was going to shatter. Yeah. Uh, I did a Hank <laughs> voice for him once I left, and wow. I said something along the lines of. Uh, be sure to cook your turkey with a nice, clean, burning propane grill. I tell you what, <laughs> That made him laugh. Uh, That's true. Uh, laughed as well. That's yeah, really and,
1: um, well, making
2: one and of the funniest guys on Earth his, laugh. Uh, well, making one of the funniest guys on Earth laugh has to be an accomplishment. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was so weird when it happened, and and like he would, uh, we would go through the scripts, and he'd say, um, you know, uh, let's record for this character, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just do a. David Cross impression, and that made him laugh, or uh, whatever voice I did made him laugh, and that was cool. Can you? Um, uh, really what, nice
3: guy. What is uh, what do you? What is your favorite impression? Because I've I've seen a ton of stuff that you do. You do Krusty. You do some folks from uh, Futurama. yeah, yeah. So wh- <laughs> which Futurama? <Mr. laughs> yeah. Which one do you think would be your favorite one to do? And it can be a super obscure one. Just, uh, what, what's your, what's your favorite one?
0: I don't know that I have a favorite. Yeah. I've got, a, a um, some more frequent ones. I do Peter, uh, Peter Griffin, Peter freaking Griffin here. Uh, I do. <laughs> Hank really have got really a lot weird. of Hank. <laughs> sure. yeah, thank you. I've got a lot of Hank videos on TikTok. Right. Um, so he's an easy one for me.
1: Right.
0: Uh, I'm. I was very satisfied when I learned to do Krusty the Clown's voice from The Simpsons, and um, you know all the Simpson characters are are really fun to to perfect. Right. I've got a video of 101 Simpsons impressions. So, wow. uh, I do like The Simpsons. Uh, I like doing uh, Rocco's Modern Life voices. Oh, oh, wow. oh, that was oh, good. <laughs> oh. um, that's really good. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that they do. So no, I don't know that I have a favorite. Yeah, I guess it's kind of
3: like, you know, Sophie's Choice kind of thing. You know, I'm asking you to choose your favorite kid or whatever. Uh, right, yeah. So uh, you, you've you been doing Hank since since high school. Uh, how do you get into uh, doing impressions at that age? Or or where did you start?
0: I've always been doing voices for as long as I can remember. And so far as I know, it dates back to uh, just playing with toys Mm-hmm. Uh, I never liked it when I was playing like with my friends or something. And, and, and like GI Joe would have the same voice as like a, a Superman, like, Hey, GI Joe. Hey, Superman. And yeah. I was <laughs> like, no, no, it needs to be a distinction. I need to know that this is GI Joe. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't, I, I didn't point that out, but that was just sort of my, uh, my, my inner thinking on this. So, uh, when I I'd play with my toys, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd give Hermit the frog his his usual voice and uh, I'd give GI Joe or captain Jack Sparrow his voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, wanted to perfect them and, and, get them, uh, to their usual nuances so that we could, uh, you know, distinguish them and it made it more fun. Oh you know, yeah. It's not as fun doing your voice when you play with, with all your toys as a kid, you, you got to throw okay. in your imagination. Yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, and then I'll take classes in theater and, and expanded upon my range and then, uh, uh, did a lot from there on uh YouTube and and eventually got into formal voice acting.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's amazing that you had that transition from just uh you know playing with your toys and giving unique voices to your toys to you know working with with Mike Judge. That's uh you know, that's a transition.
3: Well, yeah. I was I was going to kind of ask you about that. I see um so when I look through kind of your Instagram posts, I see uh, you as a small child with a uh, a puppet. Um, yeah. I see uh, maybe some newspaper clippings, some different things. Uh, I see some cosplay stuff. Um, so I, I used to I used to teach high school, and I hmm. can't imagine that a guy who does a bunch of voices and puppet stuff is is necessarily like you know there's not a lot of clubs in high school for that kind of thing right I mean it's all jocks and and cheerleaders and you know outcasts and stuff so mm -hmm. where did you where did you kind of fit in as far as high school goes
0: uh I don't know I I I know people regarded me as weird uh (laughs) I had a Good amount of friends guess yeah. that was popular. but yeah. you know everybody who me and I, I didn't have any enemies, so to speak, sure. it didn't really get played. oh well, not a whole lot you know but, as, an, um, that, yeah. a, as an adult, I don't think uh, that
2: popular exists, really. I think that was all just in our minds a figment of our imagination because a lot of those people who were quote unquote popular for my high school are, you know not not very uh, reputable people anymore.
0: I, I think what it was was like I was able, thankfully, you know, this isn't the 1980s where, right. you know, the bullies were as prominent as they are. Right. Um, but th- thankfully, you know, I was able to secure myself and establish this, uh, these talents as something that's not like niche or creepy yeah. or disturbing. You know, I was able to do that really early <laughs> on in high school and uh, I, made it enjoyable. I, you I know, get, I, I, guess... I was never kept, like brought puppets to school. It yeah. was it was sort of bring it out on a special occasion and make everyone laugh so that like I wasn't sure. disrespectful. Yeah, you
3: know. yeah. I was gonna say there's there's probably a really fine line there between being talented right. and being creepy. You know, you, if you do show up to school with your puppet every day, you probably have issues. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, being able to use you. it, yeah, being able to use it to entertain people that's a, that's a whole different thing. And and I yeah. I can imagine that even if there was a little bit of that, oh, you know, he's a little weird or whatever, that you right. you you kind of ended up with the last laugh here, right?
0: Oh, I did, I, and that's what I was going to mention. Uh, yeah, whatever bullying I did receive was usually at the hands of jealousy or sure. they didn't understand. But it was never because I was doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disturbing people.
3: I, I just know, I just know how high school can be, and it it, it can be a rough place, you know, especially for somebody yeah. who who does a lot of theater stuff and things like that. You know, I I was an art teacher, so all of those kids, you know, spent hours a day in my room. And, uh, because, you know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily play football and, and all the other stuff. And so, uh, we would have a lot of these talks and, um, uh some of them are truly, truly talented kids, and it's it's too bad that that uh, experiences like high school don't bring that out in them. You yeah, know, instead it makes to. them take it inside.
2: They definitely need to focus more on the yeah. arts. I think. I think there's a there's there's not enough focus on uh, artistic expression mm-hmm. in in you know formal education. Absolutely.
0: Right, and people you know settle into doing things like insurance or mm-hmm. real estate or some things like that because they gave up. They were bullied into. Uh, yep. Accepting something that was normal, and I didn't want to fit into that box of like working at polls because somebody said, You know, you're never going to make it
2: right. right. No, well, you made it. No, definitely. Uh I, uh, one of the goals for our podcast that I've been kind of doing is, uh, I I wanted to seek out content creators in the sphere of King of the Hill. You know, I I wanted to reach out to people actually affiliated with King of the Hill, you know, uh, as far as cast, crew, whatever that I was able to get animators, but, uh, one thing that I really thought would be neat to do is just, you know, reach out to content creators and uh, you're actually our third content creator and uh, our second impressionist, I guess, if you will. So one of the oh, first wow. interviews that we've Before. had, well, we had the guy who's blown up on TikTok, the real Hank Trill, the one that does the, the um, Hank Hill I'm, raps.
3: i dang it. Hank Trill. <laughs> I,
1: don't know. I don't think I do a better Hank.
2: No, yeah, you do. You do a better Hank for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think your Hank impression is better. His is uh I don't think his is meant to be no. a spot on impression, yeah. but it's uh, it's definitely great to have you on. Though I appreciate you uh, coming and talking with us.
0: He's really talented too. Uh, and I'm glad uh, I, there was a few, it was like a solid month when I was doing my Hank voice and everyone was like, hey, are you Hank Trill? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, everyone was me, the raps that he was doing. And I'm like, I've seen him. I follow him. This isn't me. Yeah, You know, the, I would love yeah, to see I'm a
2: collaboration. Happy. I think that would be great. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. To...
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, Hank versus Hank rap. Yeah, there Hank you go. Hank,
3: that's right. Hey, uh, so tell me, tell me about, I see that uh, you have been involved in some films, um, especially uh, yeah. with, with the puppetry and stuff. So can can you talk a little bit about that part of your career?
0: Yeah, so uh, as I've mentioned, I'm also a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was 16, I did a workshop with the Jim Henson Company, oh, which wow. uh, wow. originated and, and did Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and Fraggle mm-hmm. Rock and all that stuff. Uh, and I was the youngest attendee ever to uh, train with Henson. Wow. And uh, they kept me on file. And once I was 18, uh, they announced that they had a project that had been in development hell since I was in the sixth grade called The Happy Time Murders.
1: Oh, and yeah.
0: uh, recognized, well, they remembered me from when I had applied two years prior when I was 16.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, uh, the director and son of Jim Henson, Brian Henson, approached me one day uh, and that he wanted me to work on the movie. And that was great. Uh, so I got to work full time. I got to meet people like um, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Banks, Joel McHale, uh, uh, Andrew Yang, not Andrew Yang, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, excuse uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um uh, uh leslie david baker uh uh-huh. so on and so on. um yeah, awesome. and it was really great as well as all the many great puppeteers that uh, i had looked up to like mm-hmm. Bill beretta austin uh dylan uh so many people that they're great people
3: that's really cool man i i uh, again i'm I have very limited, uh, uh, experience with puppetry. Uh, we did one adult pup sh- puppet show here at a little space we have with a band and a comedian and things like that, a little variety show. And I cannot oh. even imagine doing that for an exp- extended period of time. You know, I did it for like an hour that night and I was, I was done for a couple of days. So, uh, I, was, I give you a lot like, of respect be... for that stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah i I didn't have any lines in that movie. I was just the core puppeteer and sure. did uh some seventeen or eighteen puppets in that movie mm-hmm. but uh it was uh it was it was a good chance to sort of fill out the world and and get an idea of the movie making experience and I was way in over my head with that uh you know nothing that that we see in the in the final cut of that movie was at all how it looked like when we made it mm-hmm. uh so it, just like so much technical matters that make a film look like how it does and that's that's really what uh, got me awestruck
2: from the host of the popular podcast the only one in the room stash by laura cathcart robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction privilege racism and self-sabotage Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now,
0: wherever books are sold. Looking to start a business? You'll need a registered agent to receive legal notices and documents on your behalf. Look no further than Universal Registered Agents. Our team of professionals will ensure you never miss an important document, and we can even help you form your business with services like entity formation and document filing. Plus, we'll help you switch to our service for a lower cost and pay the change fees. Trust Universal Registered Agents to help your business succeed. Contact us today to learn more.
3: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy.
1: Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Yeah, I would imagine just just being behind the scenes there and and seeing how the the quote unquote sausage is made. You know, um, a lot of people probably would be um, I, I don't want to say disappointed, but but definitely over their head. You know, just just wowed by the whole experience and things. I, they say, you know, you should never meet your heroes. Is that uh, has that been the case for you, or or have most of them been uh,
0: um, pretty good yes people? No, they they've mostly been pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that necessarily, but uh, sure. Uh, when I worked with them, they were all very nice to me. That's great. Um, not all of them, you know. Some people had some issues with me, but mm-hmm. uh, most part, everyone was very kind and cordial and and open to me. Uh, very patient as well, considering that was my first uh, production job ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that nice to me. Uh, but I, I never got like a cold shoulder or an insult or something. It was just like, I don't know if this guy really likes me as the thing. Sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. I would imagine that's tough. You know, going in, uh, it, it seems to me that that would be tougher than even just acting in a movie because there are yeah. so many technical aspects to it.
0: And, you know, you're working with career pros that have done this uh-huh. from, like, reading Muppet movies and other TV mm-hmm. shows for years, and this is my first job, you know, ever. Well that's, well, that's
2: a good way to cut your teeth sometimes is to to just dive right into something like that, especially, uh, I mean, just, just for the experience of it, it's, you know, it's, it's priceless being able to work with, you know, someone as famous as Jim Henson's son. I've watched a lot of Jim Henson production, so I really like appreciate puppeteering, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how you guys guys do it at all. It's 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 great to watch. Uh, so you said it was the Happy Time Murders was the one that you worked on.
0: Yep, uh, I don't know where it's on now. Probably Peacock, but um, yeah. yeah, it's somewhere out pe- there.
2: I've never seen it, but uh, I'm gonna make it a point to watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was on Netflix for a bit, uh-huh. uh, not anymore. So um, if you find it anywhere, uh, maybe Amazon, you know, check it out. Sure. Uh, very puppet comedy, but uh, it's fun. It's a fun guilty pleasure movie.
3: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, uh, but uh, that was before I knew the guy behind the felt. So,
0: oh, thank That's you.
3: <laughs> so uh, let's get back to King of the Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do any other uh, any other impressions of characters from King of the Hill?
0: Uh well I do Dale, aka Rusty, Rusty Shackleford Pocket <laughs> <laughs> Fan. Um, That's great. And uh Tom Redcorn. But Dale, I was just uh, massaging Nancy's uh microigns. Um <laughs> <laughs> dango boom I heard talking to the dangle fast at a the, the dango keep up to talking to dango pork big, I tell you what.
1: <laughs>
0: um, of course a uh, bill here bill Tree, bill Comdotree if I was buried from nineteen ninety one to nineteen hundred and ninety four thank you sir um uh tell me I,
3: tell me that you've uh, had, I, tell me that you've I, ever I, run across I, stephen root have you ever have you ever dealt with stephen root
0: uh i don't know where to where I would meet him okay um, well, i don't I, know yeah just
3: just didn't know since since he did uh, since he did Bill, I didn't know uh, he's he's one of my all-time favorites just because he's a character actor. I see him as kind of a um, all-in-one guy, you know. He's he's able to be many many different characters, but he's always Stephen Root. And you know, I think that uh, he's almost kind of a character actors are kind of the impressionists of acting, I guess. Uh, you know, they're able to fill in in those those little roles that. Uh, don't often get all the credit, but, but, uh, more often no. than not steal the show. You know?
0: Uh, yeah. If I do ever meet Stephen Ruth, that'd be great. Um, I'm good. I'll he, give you, I'll give
3: you my number and you can just pass it on to him. That'd be great.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great football. Uh, he was actually in a, one of the Jim Henson company movies, country uh, buried Three. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Course, uh, really talented, really funny guy.
3: Yeah. Well, man. You are super talented at this. And uh, where, where do you think you're going next with it?
0: I mean, if Mike has more shows lined up, and as I understand it, he's got a new uh, production company with Greg Daniels, mm-hmm. then uh, I'd look to work on whatever he's doing. Uh, as I understand it, you know, there's usually like a, a pool of people that he brings back in to do his things, like uh, people from Beavis and Butthead are on King of the Hill and sure. uh, things yes, now. So if he does want to bring me back, I'd love to do that. But, um, I guess the goal that I have is to work on Simpsons before it eventually outlives Mm. all of us.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. It's been on for a long time. I was born in 1990 and I don't remember a time without it (laughs) because there's not been, it's been, it's been around the whole, my whole entire life.
0: (laughs) I think it'll just engulf us all one day, but I just want a little bit of a, a chance to work on that show and do an actual character. Uh I did get to do a background job. It's called Walla, where basically you make noises in the background and they fill that in for crowd scenes. And uh I one episode, uh Bart the Cool Kid in season thirty three. Um and uh so I I'm technically in a Simpsons episode, but I've never voiced Simpsons character and I love to do that. How amazing is it that
3: you say Oh yeah, that's in it's in season thirty three. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just it's just baffling that that it's gone on that long.
0: I would never think of a number that high when it comes to something like Beavis and Butthead or okay. King of the Hill. Yeah, Probably even Family Guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw uh, another thing I saw on your your Instagram feed is is uh, a Simpsons comic that you wrote when you were ten.
0: Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, we had box sets of the Simpsons. And um, I binged the show one winter break and got really into the show. Yeah. Um, I had not liked The Simpsons, but I never like watched it straight through. So sure. we got the box nuts and I started drawing them a lot. And I got the comic books. My friends would let me borrow their books. And uh, I started drawing them a lot and eventually made my own story with them. Uh, uh, Simpsons Comics Donut Land or something like that. <laughs> and... It is so cathartic. I had no sense of storytelling back then. It was just jumping wall to wall, and sure. somehow it's still like the same length as an ep- as an actual episode when I read it out loud. Oh wow! But like it would never, it would never work as a script, yeah. and it was about like, Homer wanting a donut. Of oh. course, very simple. And um, he goes across town looking for donuts. Nobody has donuts. So he steals donuts from people's homes and they get upset with that. So to pay them back, he creates his donut themed uh, amusement park and that fails. So he's run out of town and goes to this Willy Wonka type factory that sells donuts and then destroys that. It really just ping pongs from location to location. It's really crazy. But um, yeah, that was something that I did. Uh, Maybe I'm, King of the Hill comics someday.
3: So what's great is you had your timing down. You just didn't have your writing chops down yet.
0: I don't know what the hell I was doing. But <laughs> Nowadays, uh, I do actual animations with the Simpsons characters, and I've done some with Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill as well, where yeah. I'll voice them. Uh, yeah. So that that's sort of like as close as it really gets to working on these shows, other than Beavis and Butthead, of course. Sure. But uh, I have to voice Hank for a crossover video with Bob's that's, Burgers. That's
3: exactly what uh, I was fixing to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, it was that that crossover video? Tell me tell me about the genesis of that and and uh how that happened.
0: So, in 2020, um it just popped out of nowhere this video from Orange Phoenix. I right. think Orange Phoenix uh, 6 might be it or right. 60 or something. Right. There's a number at the but uh yeah, Orange Phoenix put out this crossover video of Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers and King of the Hill and it's really well animated. Looks like the King of the Hill star really well and on mm-hmm. the Bobsburg on um, like King of the Hill. Uh, and he did it all alone. But the audio is just clips from the actual show or both shows spliced together so it sounds like actual conversations. And uh, I left a comment and said, you know, this is really good. Uh, and if you ever do another one, I'd love to do the voice of Hank. And he, yeah. he checked up, voice and reached out and said, let's actually do it. So 2021, I recorded it. Uh, and over the next year, he uh, animated it all and put it out. I think uh, last month, and it has been great. It's it's a great video. Uh, and the, the distinction between the two is uh, the first one was a, a, a like a part one of this weird story with King of the Hill and Bob's Burgers, and then you know the one that he put out recently was like uh, the prologue to them meeting, and uh, it's mm-hmm. still got all the voice clips from Bob's Burgers and King of the Hill. But like I was the only one that actually provided new audio for Hank.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's, it's orange Phoenix six is the, uh, yeah. Give credit where credit's due. Right. And, um, Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at their, I'm looking at their YouTube now. Boy, they've got a, they've got a lot, a lot of, good of cool stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to
2: check them out a little bit more.
3: Uh, Seinfeld animations, all kinds of stuff. That's really cool, though, man. I mean, it, it's it, it's amazing when you can get into a rotation where people know who you are and know that you have these these great services, you know, and you're able to fill these parts for people. I, I'm sure that that's, that's really uh, fulfilling on your part
0: it has been great uh and it's nice that like now at this point i've done uh hank in animated form at least four or five times for people mm-hmm. so that's been fun uh and that people know me as like the go-to person for a, a really good hank pun not intended good hank sure. but uh yeah it's 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 a really fun voice to do and it's great getting into that character uh he's a very perplexing monotone boring kind of guy that has yeah. so much depth to him uh so you know, doing Hank's voice is a real pleasure, not like the pleasure I get from propane and propane accessories. <laughs>
2: that is awesome! I love it. Have you uh,
3: you ever been reached out to by uh, like a Comic Con or anything like that? Any any sort of fan based uh, celebration?
0: Uh, we're talking about it yeah. for a uh, hell of a boss that I do. Yeah, um, I don't know when that would be. Maybe next summer or so. I don't know, sure, but. Uh, sure. I'd love some some convention panels and things like that, or have a booth, but uh, I'm not uh, out of that level of uh, popularity I, yet.
3: I can't even imagine, you know. Uh, I, I know you enjoy doing King of the Hill voices, but uh, doing that all day for a couple of days for a comic con just seems like uh, it would be pure hell at the end.
0: Well, I wouldn't mind.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Maybe.
3: tell us about uh, Hell of a Boss.
0: Uh, that was my first animated project. Uh, it has a weird background. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy and Mandy was a cartoon on Cartoon Network with the Grim Reaper yeah, I remember being that. the best two children. Uh, and the creator, Maxwell Adams, had announced that he was uh, doing this puppet movie, a puppet zombie flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I reached out to him, uh, asked him how the progress was going on that, and he responded to me and mm-hmm. said he needed some puppets so I built him a massive mutant puppet for that movie Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately he cancelled the project because it was very taxing and uh, he was using his house as a set and we had to basically destroy his house Oh wow! Uh, the zombie puppet flick but uh, he was really really dedicated to that project for about six years and pulled the plug but um, he brought me on board to build puppets and he brought uh, his animation friends and uh, voice actor friends to help out as well and they were doing puppetry as well and wasn't mm-hmm. that good, but uh, they were helping them. And, and, you know, I got to meet him. and uh, uh, Vivian Madrano was one of the puppeteers that he had brought on board. And, and uh, I, I recognized that the shirt that she was wearing, which was a has been hotel, uh, something that she had created. And I had been seeing those characters for a bit. Wasn't really sure what it was. I uh, mm-hmm. thought it was some internet and, you know, it turns out she was, the creator of that wow uh he uh maxwell had had us over for a halloween party and uh we were talking and she said that she had a the, the show hell of a boss was going to be coming out i think that that night or the next night so you know that really solidified uh in my mind that she was a creator of a really really big thing and yeah and it was re- uh, has Been Hotel has been uh, Really really successful and actually Has a show coming to uh, uh, A24 um, And uh, you know we talked About uh, other projects and Stuff that she was working on and Hell of a Boss Happened to be one of them uh, And she uh, she Showed me the pilot
1: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Got to the point that uh, we uh, Kept talking about it and she said She had a character for me in 2020 and uh what was so interesting was it was I think July of 2020 that I recorded for uh a uh, hell of a boss as my character Colin the Cherub and after I left that that recording was when uh there was a BBC article published about me doing Simpsons impressions mm-hmm. so that was oh, a very awesome. impressive day yeah
2: I've got a question for you uh what about what what is uh, slim destruction
0: are you on my IMDb?
2: <laughs> I, I did click on IMDb just to be yeah, curious yeah. to see if I could see uh, anything obscure to ask you about. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested. What is Slim Destruction?
0: But I didn't click my IMDb. My brother did. I still <laughs> need to because I got to pay for the 100 dollars dollar subscription per year, and I don't want to. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, had that because it was a, a student film that he had done with his friend. I was just, uh, in, uh, I played a past version of him mm. with the thing that I did, and he put okay. me in a footage for that. I haven't seen it, might be somewhere. I don't know. Don't watch it because I'm, I'm young as hell. <laughs> <Never
2: had it. laughs> uh, that um, looks like one that would be hard to find.
0: Yeah, I look. I don't have access to my IMDb. I don't even think there's a picture up there, but I got to get in there and add all the stuff that I have worked on. that's a lot more recognizable so yeah definitely not that
3: (laughs) so uh one let me let me just ask you a couple more questions and then we'll we'll get you out of here but uh tell me about uh how duncanville came about and uh who you play there
0: so uh as i mentioned at the uh end of the recording session for has been Mm -hmm. excuse me hell of a was uh when i saw that there was a bbc article published about me Mm -hmm. and that got the attention of the Simpsons producers uh, and I was on the Today Show I was on several um, uh, several radio shows and podcasts and talk shows uh, just doing my Simpsons impressions because at the time they had been they had announced a recasting for the characters of color mm-hmm. and I was really playing for Carl and Officer Lou and uh, uh, Dr. Hibbard and all these other characters
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: putting out Simpsons impressions and You know, that got covered by the media. Surprised the hell out of me. So, Simpsons people saw it, and lo and behold, uh, Mike Scully, who was one of the producers, uh, who is one of the producers and former showrunner of The Simpsons, caught wind of that and kept me in mind and got me on board with with his casting producer, uh, casting director. And uh, they reached out to me and and asked me if I wanted to do Duncanville. And I said, yeah. And and we got to do... uh, I think four or five episodes have me. Uh, they, uh, there's a few that haven't been released yet. They'll mm-hmm. be on Hulu. Next, uh, Fox has pulled the plug, but uh, the show isn't officially dead. Um, they've, uh, they've got plans for more. Right. It's just not going to Fox.
1: Right.
0: Okay. But, uh, yeah, Scully and his wife, Julie, uh, reached out to me and, and directed me in the booth and, uh, have had me in a few times, uh, really great people. And I'm really glad that, uh, you know, even if The Simpsons didn't hire me, that uh, some people caught wind of my things and uh, brought me on board for something.
3: Yeah, I uh, it, it it's amazing to me now um, as a a child of the '80s um, that um, TV shows such as like Duncanville and even Family Guy or whatever you know, get that second, third chance now with all the, all the different streaming apps and all the, all the different places that they can be. You know, back in the day, it was, you, you were one and done. You know, if, if uh, right. something got canceled, it got canceled. It didn't have a second life. And so, yeah, I, I think and
0: I it's gone forever.
3: Yeah, I, I just think it's amazing that things can live on the way they do now. Uh, and finally find that audience they were looking for, you know, because that audience at, at 8 p.m. Central Time probably was not the group you know, that, that needed to be exposed to this thing, so.
0: And, and the internet has, has played a big role oh, in that, yeah. too, We're now these can get together, like what we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, people can, you know, discuss their favorite episodes and favorite characters and Absolutely. theories and boots and plans or even make uh, fan animations and projects and things like that. So yeah. uh, the internet revitalized uh, a lot of fan bases for people.
3: Yeah. Well, man, I uh, I, I can't uh, believe how lucky we were to be able to talk to you, and uh, we we both really admire the stuff that you're doing, and and just hope um, that that good things keep coming your way. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we wish you the best. Uh, I I don't I don't doubt that we'll see you in plenty of stuff to come. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's just the beginning of beginning of a long career
3: well we may not see you but we'll hear you
2: we'll hear you yeah we'll hear you
0: <laughs> well thank you gentlemen and let me just offer you a five percent discount on your next propane fill up that's fantastic,
1: <laughs> that's thank, fantastic.
3: You, Hank. Thank, thank you thank you very really much appreciate, we appreciate uh, it we're gonna we're gonna uh, taste the meat and not the heat <laughs> well thanks man our- <laughs> you uh you you have a have a wonderful day and and we really appreciate your time
0: yeah. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Absolutely. We'll, Appreciate it. We'll talk it. to you soon. Bye.
1: See ya. <laughs>